It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing my best to uh, switch gears from the Game of Thrones preview that we just watched, <laughs> or that I just watched, and I, I, I was trying to get out of my head so we could talk about some football because, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm stoked about that. But right around the same time as the uh, Game of Thrones uh, last season's coming out, we got a draft. So uh, I got to prepare for that as well. And we have a list of wide receivers that you have given me. I have watched them, I have notes, I am ready. Yeah, April's going to be a really fun month for us, right? We have really the, is, the yeah. NFL draft coming up. We've got Game of Thrones. I love the Masters weekend is one of my favorite mm, coming up. Yeah. So it's going to it's going to be a fun uh, April. But we got to get through March and let's talk about some of these players. Uh, today we wanted to look at some some outside receivers. In our previous podcast, we've looked at you know some more traditional slot guys with uh, Andy Isabella and Penny Hart. Uh, you know those type of receivers. Today I want to look at some guys that maybe have the ability to play outside and in the inside. Uh, mm-hmm. And let's start with Riley Ridley. Uh, Ridley is a guy that's got a lot of praise from tape watchers over the last couple months. Uh, obviously, he is the younger brother of Calvin Ridley. Uh, Landon, what did you see on film from Riley Ridley? Well, first off, I know you're a big fan, so uh, I just wanted to <laughs> go up front and mention I know uh, that uh, y- you've heard from the Riley family about what big fan you are of theirs. And, personally, and, uh, personally, personally, one of them has personally. reached out to me and uh, asked me why I hate their family, and I don't. Just, <laughs> go ahead, though. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think with Riley, it's it's funny because he's a very different type of player than uh, his brother. It feels like I mean, very he's much much more of a uh, you know. I mean, first thing I, was, I wrote in my notes is better body than his brother for the position. I mean, he's he's mm-hmm. taller. He's got a little bit more filled out. Uh, we we I still needed specifics at the time because this is pre combine that I looked at him. But now that we've seen him, you know, he's got. The requisite height, and you know, I think you're, you're not. I think with 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 his brother, you worried a little bit about him being, uh, uh, you know, un- undersized, under you know, and just not having uh, a, a, just a solid body for for the position. You know, this guy is six one and a quarter, just under two hundred pounds, like about two hundred pounds. Um, you know, he's got decent arm length. He's got big hands. Mm-hmm. You know, the issue with with him is he's 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 not a great athlete. I mean, that, that much is clear. And I think that, you know, he's, he's probably average to below average. Um, yeah, he's though his game is really, it's interesting because you, you knew that his combine was not going to be great necessarily. He, he is a guy that you, you know, he's a trust your tape 
sort of guy where you know he's a clean feet he's he's got well rehearsed you know feet footing so it makes him appear faster than he probably tests uh you know he is a good weight a good uh, route runner you know he's he's good out, in and out of his breaks he's he's clearly practiced a lot um he does seem to use too much of the kind of skip release hesitation at the line of scrimmage i would like to see him mix it up a little bit more to to get off press uh, when he has those opportunities, um, he's good with his hands. He's got he's a snatcher. He, he'll catch the ball away mm-hmm. from his body. Um, he's an enthusiastic blocker. You know, that's something I think that's important at times. Um, my issue w- with him in general is where you know where where does he separate himself? Where does he separate? Period. Like I, I think that's that's the issue. Is he's not? I mean, he's a he's a technician. Um, but he's not like super polished. He's not super athletic. He's he didn't have a ton of production in college. I mean, a lot of that has to do with uh, some of the players on his team. But I, I think that uh, there's some projection here because you don't really you have a lot of what you see on tape, uh, and then the athletics, you know, the the testing doesn't exactly give you uh, a lot of relief that he's going to be able to translate that immediately to the NFL. I mean, he played at the SEC level, uh, but you wonder, you know, where do you draft a guy like this? Because I I, I don't think, you know, without the athletic testing, it's kind of tough to take him in the top 100 picks. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, he's just – he's kind of a tough evaluation because – I don't necessarily have a problem with getting him on my roster and like having him in camp and seeing how it works out there. My problem is what's the appropriate price to pay for a guy like this? Because I, I, I don't even know that I, I think it would be depending on, on where it is. I, I would have issues of taking him at certain points in the middle rounds. I, I think just because he doesn't provide anything uh, super unique and he isn't so technically sound that I, I have, just have to have him. So right. and that's kind of where it, I go. What makes him even more difficult is, is it's not like he offers special teams ability. He's not a kick returner or a punt returner. So if you get him in the fourth or fifth round and he becomes your you know, fifth or sixth receiver right away, you need that guy to play on special teams, right? You need him to be a gunner. You need him to be a kick returner, punt returner. He doesn't have any of that kind of value. Uh, I think you've nailed him pretty well, actually. Um, I, I just went to look at some like historical comps for him. So, from 2000 to 2019, players that were at least six foot tall, uh, under 200 pounds, and ran a four, five, eight or worse. There's only been like nine of those guys drafted, and the list includes um, Tyler Boyd, Mario Manningham, Marty Gilliard, Ryan Grant, Tony Lippett, Isaiah Ford, Andre King. I mean, that's it's just not a great list of historical comps. Now, I I do actually think he could provide something as a a wide receiver three or that second outside receiver, uh, maybe a reliable guy that you go to yeah. on third downs. But I, I kind of agree with you. Where do you take that kind of player? Uh, tested in the 16th percentile for all receivers. I think for me, he's a guy that probably you take in the fourth round. Uh, you're hoping that you know, maybe he can get a little bit more athletic and he just becomes a reliable receiver. But my problem, and I can talk about really, really quickly, my problem has always been with him. There's been people that have considered him a, a top 20 player or a top two round player. I just always thought that was too high. If you get him in the fourth or fifth round, that makes a lot of sense to me. I just think he's been overvalued a little bit throughout the throughout the process. 
potentially because of his his name value. Uh, so anything else on Ridley before we move on? Uh, I would just turn off your DMs if you're going to talk about him anymore. <laughs> uh, that's a very smart move. It, the the Ridley family, they, they're searching out their name on Twitter. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and move on to another outside receiver and a guy that I actually really, really liked. Uh, Emmanuel Hall from Missouri. Uh, was He led the, the, the country in yards per reception over the last two years, uh, over 22 yards per reception last year. Uh, one of the best deep re- uh, ball receivers in this entire class. What did you see from Hall on tape? He's a long-limbed guy uh, with required height. It might seem a bit thin. I was surprised, actually, again, all these notes come pre, uh, pre-combine. I was surprised that he actually was uh, – a little bit shorter than I thought. I mean, not not. He plays you know, big though. He plays yeah, big. I mean, That's he, the most he plays tall. Thing. I I feel I felt like he was more of a of a uh, you know a six four six five guy or six three at least. But he's you know, six one and uh, seven eighths. So he's just short of six two, two hundred pounds. Um, he does have long arms. He's got thirty three and a quarter inch arms, which is pretty pretty decent size for that body. Uh, he's just he seems very long limbed in general. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's a long <clears throat> and that, that plays in his game. He's a long strider. Uh, he's got good body lean to influence defenders' leverage. I mean, he's he's tough to defend uh, on on deep routes because he can you know lean in and out of coverage, and and defenders have a hard time trying to keep body position on him. Um, his running style immediately made me think of Colin Kaepernick. You know, Ooh, like he, he you know, you know what I'm saying? Like when he has yeah, yeah. the ball or when he's running, he he looks like Kaepernick running, like I, I with the ball in his hands, which I thought was you know that's powerful and and stridey and, and and fast. You know, that's like that's that's what I see with this guy. A gazelle speed is what I put here. Is if not effectively jammed, can easily tear through your defense and be up f- field in an instant. Um, Change of direction is is more is impressive more impressive than I thought for someone who's so leggy, uh, and the the you know, the other part of the problem with being leggy is he's not quite as smooth as you'd like when uh, ramping down transitioning down uh, to slow down on stop routes or comebacks. There seems like there's a lot of wasted motion there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's a little not bit a of a super refined receiver. He needs some work in the 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 little things to being a receiver. No, he's definitely going to be a guy that you're going to have a package of. Uh, and I and I talk about this, I think, a little bit more with with Debo Samuel's. Though I think Debo is a little bit more versatile. Um, he, he's a guy that you know, especially I think first year, you're going to have like four routes for this guy. And, but he, you want you're going to get him to run those routes really, really well. And and uh, and then he'll you know expand the the arsenal after that. Uh, he's kind of a body catcher. I, I actually initially, I actually initially kind of put him as a stretched out Terrence Williams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's like he's like a faster with more speed. More yeah, faster with more well, he's longer, so I think his stride helps there. Yeah, he's he's definitely a lot faster. Um, routes are basic, uh, but what it, it takes to turn uh, this uh, but but what but has what it takes to turn this weakness into strength. Uh, and then I included a a, a tweet from uh, and I don't normally do this, but I I saw it while it was Working on him, uh, but from Derek Cl- Klassen, uh, QB Class, if you guys know mm-hmm. him on Twitter, 
Uh, asked Drew Locke if there was any particular concept that he loved to target Emmanuel Hall on. Said that anytime he saw that there was no safety over the top of Hall, he was going to three-step, look away from the safety, and let it rip down the field. And that's I think great. that's 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 well describes the player. You know, I mean, he's he's a deep threat through and through with his big size, long arms. Uh, he's going to get through the defense if you don't jam him up. Uh, I didn't see a lot of. Uh, release opportunities for him on jams. I, I but when I did, it, it wasn't. It looked very basic. He, it doesn't look like he's. This is something he's had to work uh, with a lot. So um, I do wonder about his ability there. Uh, I, I think this is a guy who, especially with the way he tested out. I mean, he kind of confirmed what the tape looked like. Uh, this is a guy who's going to come in and immediately give you something as as a, as a field stretcher. Uh, you know, nine routes. Uh, uh, deep slants. You know, I, I think he can run a, a quick slant too. Um, you know, and, and then some stops. But I don't know that how. Effect- I think he'll be effective there because he's going to run guys off. But he's not. You know, he's not the kind of guy who's running the the stop routes and is just instantly at the spot. Like he's he takes him a second to grind down. But I, again, with his speed, I think he'll get away with it a little bit. I really liked him a lot. I I, I think he's very um, he's very raw. But he's raw in a way that uh, he has skills that are immediately trans uh, transferable to the NFL. So while he's learning the finer points mm-hmm. of the position, I feel like you could definitely get a lot of use out of a guy like this. This is one of my favorite receivers in the class for probably where he's going to go. I, I think he's a day-two guy. It wouldn't shock me if he's available like in the third round. But for the Cowboys... This is exactly what I want in an outside receiver. So let's assume uh, they figure out the slot, whether it's Cole Beasley or somebody else in free agency. This is the type of receiver I would like to see the Cowboys get because he offers something different than Michael Gallup and even Amari Cooper. Uh, I mean, you're getting a guy that can come in right away and make big plays down the field. Uh, I thought he was a little bit similar to DJ Chark, the the guy that got drafted by Jacksonville last year out of LSU. Uh, I remember talking about him on the podcast last year, but that's the type of receiver he is. Uh, He's going to come in. Like you said, probably three to four routes, but could he make you know a fifty-yard touchdown catch every other game or so? Yeah, that that wouldn't surprise me at all. So, how do you think he would fit in with the Cowboys' offense? I, I mean, I feel like he would probably slide right into that spot where uh, Terrence Williams was playing. You know, I mean, I think he's that guy that he's uh, as, as someone you're sending down the field, someone you're sending to uh, to you know, kind of. Get stretch that field out to to create room underneath. Um, I think that that's that's sort of you know where his his bread and butter is going to be. I mean, like I said, you, you, with a guy like this, you're going to want to send him on a bunch of nine routes and then constraint that with stop routes. I, I, again, I think you can hit him on slants. Mm-hmm. Anything where he's getting uh, some runway to to get his legs open and, and open it up, uh, I think is going to be successful for him. He, like I said, he has. Decent change of direction speed, I think, for his size. I think, uh, it, but I also think that part of that is my anticipation was that he wouldn't have. So I, his, my expectations were low going right, in. Right. I have to say that it's 
it's not a great sign that he didn't want to run the agility drills at the well, combine. If you, if you remember, the, the the report came out that he had the hernia issue, and he oh, wasn't that's even, right. okay, he wasn't well, that's, even that's supposed good. to do the forty or the jumps, but he did okay, it anyway well, that's because fair, he's then. a competitor. Yep, that's fair. That did actually surprise me because I did have, like I said, I had in my notes that I felt like his change of direction was pretty decent. So I was a little bit shocked that he didn't do it. But now well, that you bring that up, strength. thank you. It's, it's certainly not. No, it's be definitely a not. No, it's not. But I mean, I think that there is also like guys like DJ Chark and, and then these guys that you. you talk about coming out like that's that's always their their kind of weak point the question is what how weak is it you know and i think that's really that's really the difference between you know if he's good at it he's a first round pick if he's okay at it he's a second day pick if he's terrible at it he's probably still a a high third day pick because his speed but uh, you know i i don't think it's it's a prerequisite for the type of wide receiver that he's he is but depending on how good he is is also going to very greatly uh project his stock because i think his floor is tied to his change of direction, right? Mm-hmm. His ceiling is very much nebulous, and it has everything to do with his speed, his ability to get down the field. Where, like, his floor, his minimum ability is is how, how well he can change direction. If he can change direction really well, that floor is only going to get higher and higher and higher, and then his draft stock will probably go along with it. I think he's going to be like a late second-round pick. We see these kind of guys go in that range every year. Last year it was DJ Chark and James Washington. Uh, you know, we see... We see these type of players. Uh, they they don't get out of the second round very often because of the speed. Um, I, I just think he's he might be the perfect complement to Amari Cooper because Cooper's going to be the one demanding the double coverage. You're going to get a lot of one on one looks with with Emmanuel Hall, and I trust that Hall is going to be able to beat his guy down the field more often than not. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to our final receiver and a guy that I know that you like a, a, a lot. And Debo Samuel. So, Lennon, what did you see on tape from Samuel? Man, I I really like this guy. Um, Good. I, I I think he's uh, his skill set is 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 really kind of a lot of what I like in in a in a in a receiver. Um, I I he the interesting thing to me is right off. Let's talk about his. The body first. He's he's got a running back build. You know he's under mm-hmm. six feet. He's probably two ten plus. He's thickly built. Two fourteen at the combine. Two fourteen. Wow. That's big. That's big. Uh, t- t- he's thickly built with with uh, with big hands. He does have kind of short arms. I mean he he's I think he's they they measured in under thirty two inches, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, thirty one you know, and a half. Yeah, which is which is fine. Um, he has real quick feet. He's very shifty. He's very fluid. Uh, a guy for his size uh, has multiple play speeds. He shift gears at different times mid route to kind of uh, separate to, to get leave people behind. Uh, large added bonus for this guy because I think he is he's adept at sweeps and reverses. He can take the ball uh, in his hand and he's he's. Uh, you know, dangerous and, and in general, I, I think one of the big notes I've got is this guy's a yak machine. Mm-hmm. Like he get, he's got incredible con- uh, contact balance. He absorbs and uh, uh, avoids hits like a running back. Uh, basically, if you get the ball in his hands, it's like having a running back out in in you know in the in the open space. I mean, he's he moves like that, and he, again, he takes hits. He, he delivers blows. He's not afraid of contact. Um, 
quickly converts from receiver to runner. You know, he, he secures the ball very quickly. He's got big hands. He takes the ball in. Even when the ball's thrown into his body, he catches it palms out and shifts it into his body quickly uh, and is converted into a running uh, a, a, a runner very, very quickly. Um like I said, big hands can snatch the ball away from his uh, from his body. You know, he's not his game is not necessarily an above the rim game, but he can definitely function that in that realm. He he has a good ver- jump. He has good verticals. He's he's good. Uh, he doesn't have long arms, but like I said, he has big hands. So if he gets his his hands on the ball, he can he can find a way to secure it in. I, I was watching the, a great catch he made uh, versus Coastal Carolina, um, where he was able to snag a ball uh, with one hand, basically bring it in. Um, uh, we'll see. Oh, I put this notes uh, only carries, and this is kind of a scouting term, I guess. Only carries a driver, or a wedge, and or and a putter in his golf bag, but he plays well with all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just that that kind of idea that he only does probably three or four routes uh, consistently. You didn't you didn't see, or at least I didn't see, a ton of variance in his route tree. But with the routes that he ran, he ran very, very well, and, and he understood the nuance of them. And I think he has upside as a rece- as a route runner um, once he gets taught kind of more nuance there. Uh, I put that I thought his skill set and the way his usage is extremely similar to Terrence Williams. I think you get him the ball on the move or let him get deep and, and use him in a similar bonus, and then you get the added bonus of this guy being able, I think he can line up in the slot. I think he can line up in the backfield. Uh, you know, I think he can come be, run routes out of the backfield. He's really great on, on smoke routes or anything that you get the ball to him quickly because he's so uh, quick and explosive. Uh, that and he, like I said, he has such great contact balance. He's difficult to take down early uh, in the in the in the play. So I really liked him a lot. I felt like seriously, he's if you go and look at his numbers, like his uh, athletic testing, he is very similar to Terrence Williams, except he's shorter, thicker. Uh, and more explosive, uh, and I think that that's uh, that's where I would use him at, at first. Is kind of he could play Z, he could play the slot, he could do the the reverse stuff, he can do stuff out of the backfield. I, I think he, uh, the reason I really like him a lot is because I love the way he would fit in the rest of this receiving core, uh, just with his skill set. It's funny you mentioned Terrence Williams because that's actually not the comp I had. I had somebody that was quite a bit different. Um, I saw Golden Tate. Well, uh, I, I got- yes, I was just literally <laughs> so funny you mentioned that. I was literally, I have his, I'm looking at Golden Tate's mock draftable right now because I was literally comparing him to that. And I think you're right that I think that there's, it, he's somewhere between those two guys exactly because he's undersized a little bit, but he's scrappier, he's physical, mm-hmm. and the testing is very similar as well. I, 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 I don't know that it's, that's, that that's wrong. I, I think that Golden Tate came out as a better route runner, uh, just because a more complete route runner. That's why I felt like the Terrence Williams comparison was there. But I do think that if you're doing a cross section like like uh, someone like Matt Waldman would do, right. you know, I think Terrence Williams and Golden Tate would be the 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 thing that you're trying to triangulate between. All right. So one of the things that I like to do in my scouting reports is after I you know write up the weaknesses and strengths and all that kind of stuff. 
I like to like have a one or two word summary of a player. Uh, and the first thing that I have with him is competitive. Uh, if you watch any game of South Carolina, Debo Samuel's playing hard at the first snap of the game to the very last snap. Clemson. The best example, yes, the best example of this is the Clemson game. Uh, they're getting killed in the fourth quarter, and Debo's still out there making it, you know, he's playing like his national championship game. He's scoring touchdowns late in that game, trying to bring them back. Super, super competitive. The other word I had was versatility, because you can, like you said, you can play him in the backfield, you can play him out wide. Uh, They gave him some wildcat snaps uh, sometimes at South Carolina. He played in the slot. Uh, A super dynamic kick returner, averaged 29 yards per return in college, four touchdowns. Uh, So you can do a little bit of everything with him. And in Dallas's offense, I think he makes a lot of sense because if you have Amari Cooper outside of DX, you can put Debo Samuel in the slot. If Amari Cooper kicks down in the slot, you can have him outside as an X receiver. He can just do so much uh, for your offense. The only downsides I have for him is uh, he had a little bit of trouble staying healthy throughout his career, missed some games as a freshman, missed some games as a junior, um, has a, a hamstring injury, a broken leg. So there's some injury concerns there that you know maybe make him fall to you down uh, in the second round. But overall, just a, a really, really good player. So uh, before we go, I, I just want to kind of rank these guys for the Cowboys. Uh, of, the, of the three, Samuel, Ridley, and Hall, where would you put him? What round? And what do you think? Samuel and Hall, I'd have no problem taking at fifty-eight. I agree. Um, I think I'd, I'd, I'd probably put him in that ranking. Samuel's and then Hall. Um, I think Hall may have more. I don't. You know, it's it's funny because I don't really have a concept for this. I would not be surprised if Hall is more uh, universally. Revered because I think uh, because his, of his speed, yeah, because his of speed. tall, yeah. tall and speed. You know, I think that that translates well. Uh, but I think for the Cowboys, I think Samuels is not. I mean, not a better fit. I think he could provide you more uh, than what Hall can. I think Hall it may be better immediately as a just a deep speed threat. But I think Samuels you could play all over the formation, and, and especially when you could. You know, think about what you've got with Gallup and with Cooper. I really love the idea of, of deploying all three of those guys in different mix and matches. So uh, I, I do think the one spot where I, I I have concerns for either one of them is at the X. I don't know that I would prefer e- either of those guys to play at the X. No, I don't think so. Um, but I think because I do think that they you know both will need work getting off the line of scrimmage, being you know ver- work versus press. That stuff is going to be something they're going to have to learn. But I would say Samuels and Hall are both guys that definitely should be considered at 58. Ridley, nah. Day I, three, day. I mean, you know, like yeah. maybe, I, I, yeah, later. I just, it's just, there's too many good receivers that have, you know, more well, going for them. Let's talk about this really quickly because I think this is important. We've talked about a lot of receivers now between Isabella, Greg Dorch, uh, Penny Hart, Emmanuel Hall, Debo Samuel. Are you okay waiting until the third round and seeing which one is available, kind of like we've done last year with Miles with uh, Michael Gallup? I have to see who was there at the time at fifty-eight. You know, because I mean, if the like the run doesn't happen until late, then maybe yeah. I mean, maybe you get an opportunity to gut it out and and you take something at fifty-eight and 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 you see what's still left to you at at, at your third round pick. Uh, 
I just think I you're going to get a better receiver. I think you're going to get a better receiver in the third round than you're going to get a defensive tackle, for instance, in the third round. So I, I love the depth of this class. I think I'm willing to wait. And you know, if you start to see a run happening, it wouldn't be that hard for the Cowboys to trade up from 90 to 75 rather than, you know, doing the opposite for defensive tackle. Probably, yeah. I mean, and I imagine that the depth for sure, like you said, is going to be better uh, at 58 for for. You know, defensive tackle. Then I mean, at wide there's going to be right. wide receivers going to stretch further. Defensive tackle, you're going to start losing the guys you want, and you're going to really you're going to be hoping that they make it to 58. That, that's why I'm okay. I'm okay waiting and hoping one of Isabella, Debo, or Hall, or Penny Hart, one of those guys falls to the third round. I think. I think you'll be able to get one of those guys. Hmm. Um, All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your your podcasts. Follow Lane and at McCoolBCP. You can follow the show at LockedOnCowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.